Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. So happy holidays! Now before you scorn me, for announcing the holiday season too soon. Let me tell you that my holiday season begins on October 31st. Because I believe that on October 31st, we celebrate one of the most mystical and metaphysical holidays of the entire year. And yes, you guessed it, it's Halloween. Now you may say, well, what's so spiritual about Halloween? Well, let me just share with you that in my definition of that holiday, We all come together and we don terribly frightening costumes, horrifying masks, and then we run around town scaring the daylights out of each other. And as is the case with every great holiday, it doesn't just happen once a year. I'm here to tell you this morning that every one of us in this room has experienced what the Unity author in her book, What Are You?, Imelda Octavia Shanklin calls spiritual amnesia. You and I, we have forgotten who we are. We have donned a frightening costume and a terrifying mask, and we're running around town scaring the hell out of each other. Whether we realize it or not, we've adopted a facade, a veneer, that is frightening to us oftentimes. I remember when I was a small child, I so wanted this particular costume, and it was horrifying. And I was so young, but Even though they were hesitant initially, my parents eventually succumbed to getting me the costume, and I felt so powerful because I was running around scaring everybody in the house and everybody in the neighborhood with this terrifying costume. And then one day I was racing by in front of a mirror, and I terrified myself. I really did, because I was just so horrifying, and it was such a realistic costume. And I think we do that as well. Sometimes we look in the mirror and we see what we have come to think that we are. We see what we have come to believe we are, and we're terrified by it because it's weak and it's incompetent and it's limited and it's lacking and it's ugly. Those are the kinds of definitions that we've accepted for ourselves, my friends. And the day has dawned now where we need to get beyond that image of ourselves, We need to wake up from the state of spiritual amnesia and remember who we are. For if there were a sin in the world, it would be just that, that we have accepted a false identity for ourselves that doesn't serve us in any meaningful or helpful way. It does no good for us to walk around town trying to convince ourselves and other people that we're ghostly and ghoulish. And yet, hear me, that is the identity we so often except for ourselves. I've often said, you know, even though Scripture, I believe, says that money is the root of all evil, I say money is not the root of all evil. The root of all evil is low self-esteem. The root of all evil is going out into the world with a low image of yourself and then spending your days trying to convince yourself and everybody else that you're something more than this low image that you're holding of yourself And the only reason I would compare it to a sin if I believed in sin, which I don't, would be because of the manner in which it puts the bushel over the light of the world that in fact we are. 
So we're studying right now this wonderful book called Daring Greatly by Dr. Brene Brown. This is the second of the seven-week series that we're involved in. A lot of you are studying in homes around the area during the week as well, and I'm applauding that. This whole book is based on one thing, mastering the art of becoming vulnerable. And you say to yourself, well, why would I want to be vulnerable? When I'm vulnerable, I'm weak. When I'm vulnerable, I'm susceptible. Let me redefine vulnerability for you this morning in terms of the holiday that's coming up around the corner. Vulnerability is the daring and courageous act of stripping away the mask that you have placed upon your true identity, stripping away the veneer of the costume that you've been wearing to try to convince yourself and others that you're unworthy, that you're incompetent, that you're not capable, stripping that away. And the only reason one would not want to do that, my friends, is because we are afraid of that which lies behind the costume, behind the mask, Because we have accepted this low sense of our own identity and our own power and our own glory, we're afraid if we're vulnerable, people will see who we really are. Now, the good news I have for you this morning is that I know who you are. And I am grateful for every opportunity that you take advantage of to peel away the costume, to lift away the mask so that you can see what Jesus told us more than 2,000 years ago is true. You and I and every one of our brothers and sisters on this planet, we are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. Hear me on that. And anything that seems to contradict that understanding of yourself is a false identity that you have accepted that you now have the opportunity to peel away by becoming as vulnerable as you possibly can. That vulnerability, the act of allowing yourself to be vulnerable, is the way that you really get to see firsthand who you are. Because you're not busy trying to prop up all of these masks and wear all these costumes to the world. You right now, in this moment, are the light of the world. As you accept that identity for yourself, you begin to reflect that identity in all the people and circumstances that surround you in your everyday experience. It makes you incredibly beautiful and incredibly powerful. It makes you exactly as your most loving creator has made you. You're no longer living behind a lie an erroneous idea of who you are. So Jesus tells us we're the light of the world. If it doesn't seem that way to you this morning, let me share with you a proposal here as to how we got in the predicament that we seem to be in right now, how we began to take on this sense of low self-esteem, how we began to put the costume on and cover ourselves with this mask, thus scaring ourselves and everybody else. The first thing that we have done is at least we've attempted to discount our divinity. To discount our divinity. We are the light of the world. No, I'm not the light. Of, I, I couldn't possibly be the light of, you know, I would never be so presumptuous. I would never be so arrogant. Friends, being presumptuous and being arrogant has to do with hiding behind the costume and believing that you have the best one of all. 
When the reality is, you want that truth to come forth. In fact, right now, you're on this planet to remember it and to express it. You have the ability to stop discounting the quality out of which you've been made. You worship a God. Is that God quality? Do you think that God would create something less than quality? I don't think so. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. And it takes a lot to move through the levels of masks, because most of us are not just wearing one or two masks, my friends. We've been putting those masks over our face since almost the time we arrived on the planet. And a lot of those masks were put on us by well-meaning authority figures who also didn't believe they were worth anything, and they wanted us to be convinced that we also were not worth anything. Hear me on this. You are the light of the world. It is not necessary for you to discount your divinity, to discount your power, to discount your authority, to discount the level of love that dwells within your heart. So we discount our divinity. I'm not the light of God. I'm not the light of the world. I'm, I'm not any of this. And then we move into creation of a delusion. That is the selection and the dawning of the costume that we're going to wear. It's going to scare us so much and scare everybody else. And that's... Costume is a delusion. Now, delusion is a strong word, and I use it intentionally because I believe that I personally and all of us in this room and most of us on this planet, if not everybody, is deluded. We have been deluded into a false idea of who we are. We define this delusion in many ways, and I'm going to share some of them with you this morning. The first one is this. See if you can relate. I can. <sighs> I'm never good enough. Anybody ever felt like they just... No matter how hard you tried, you're just not good enough. You have to go deep with some of this because we've propped up a lot of ideas about ourselves that we want to believe in, but there are still these masked levels of disapproval of who we are that can dwell within us. So where within you do you have any sense of not being good enough? I'm never thin enough, attractive enough. I never measure up to the social standard or model. Let me tell you something, my friends. The social standard and the social model of beauty and perfection is keeping you from being able to recognize how absolutely beautiful you are right now. But it ain't easy when you're watching TV or you're on Facebook looking at all those, uh, what do they call it, airbrushed models, and they're just perfect. Well, you're perfect too. All you need to do is start believing in your perfection and letting it shine forth. I'm never successful enough. No matter how many accolades, no matter how much achievement, recognition I get, I never seem to be successful enough. I'm never smart enough. I'm never extraordinary enough. Dear friends, please, please let that one go. I'm going to do a little exercise with you that I've done before. I want you to hold one or both hands in front of you. And I want you to, <clears throat> this is big. I want you to wiggle your fingers. Now, look at your fingers. How is that happening? How is that happening? Really, think about this. It's something you think you can do without even thinking. But you're wiggling your fingers. My friends, that's miraculous. That's extraordinary. And these kinds of things are happening all the time. Where in the world did you get the idea that you were anything less than extraordinary? We have to wake up. 
You know, I don't like going through hurricanes and storms and earthquakes at all, but I will tell you this, it does wake me up more deeply to the miracles that are in my midst right now. And it's so easy to fall asleep to that. So easy to fall asleep to that. So stop defining this delusion. You are the light of the world. Not only do we define the delusion, but then we do the most insane thing of all. We run around trying to protect our projection. We create a false image of who we are, and then we start throwing that image out to the world, trying to convince ourselves and others that we'll never be worth anything. So in that act of protecting projection, three major and highly harmful activities take place. The first one is shame. Do me a favor. If you don't do anything else after this morning, if this talk that I'm giving has no impact at all whatsoever, let it help you with one thing. Never, never, never say these three words. Shame on me. And their partner, shame on you. These are destructive words, my friends, because shame is always the byproduct of guilt. And you are not guilty. It's the, 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 the trial is over. The jury has spoken. You are not guilty. You've never been guilty of anything. You just came to believe that you were guilty of something. Most of us are going around going, I really feel guilty today. I'm not sure why I feel guilty, but I really feel guilty. Well, it's because you've accepted this delusion of yourself. So let's, we often say here at Unity on the Bay, these things, no guilt, no shame, just God. Within you, within those you love, and within the members of the human family that we're all a part of, there is no guilt, there is no shame, there is only God. Accept that for yourself, and then you'll begin to see that it reflects in the world around you. The next one is comparison, comparison. Where in the world do we get off comparing ourselves to every? Let me tell you something this morning, my friends. You cannot be, you're incomparable. You, just as you are right now, if you release the need to compare yourself to other people, you are an exquisite, authentic, and hear me on this one, one-of-a-kind original. The gifts of God, the makeup of the infinite, has come together to express in in very individualized form as you. If you deny that and you don't let it live through you, you're not bringing your full contribution to what's going on with our planet right now. So stop comparing yourself. And then finally, the third ingredient is disengagement. What happens is that we start to feel fatalistic. No matter what I do, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not attractive enough. And we just start to back off. We start to put more and more of these masks over our faces. And we begin to remove ourselves from making the very important contribution that only we can make to the life drama. Both in our small circle of friends, in our families, with our loved ones, and with the world at large. So those are the three things we need to do to stop protecting this erroneous projection that we've created and that we're throwing out into the world. Brene Brown says, we're called, we're called to dare greatly every time we make choices that challenge the social climate of scarcity. 
Now, it's important to hear those words, the social climate of scarcity, because we live in a social climate, a collective consciousness that's forever telling us that we are not enough. And every time you find the courage to be vulnerable, to be the divine reality that you really are, you stand in the face of everybody and everything out here that's tried to convince you that you weren't worth anything. And that does take courage, and it does take strength. Fortunately, both of those are divine qualities that are housed within your very being. So this morning, I'm going to invite you to join me in exercising your power of the spoken word, remembering that as you speak words, they quicken certain cellular activity in your being and body. So you want to speak these with me intentionally and adamantly. Are you with me? Are you with me? Power of the spoken word. So I want you to throw it out there, all right? Dig deep, get a hold of that energy level. I'm going to speak it first, and then I'll ask you to join me in speaking it. Here it is. And this is regardless of any social appearance or construct that would indicate contrary. I am happy, healthy, abundant, and free exactly as God created me. Are you ready? This is daring greatly. This is daring greatly. So take a deep breath with me. We're going to dare greatly. We're going to be courageous. We're going to counter everything we've been told by the world of time and space. Here we go. I am happy, healthy, abundant, and free exactly as God created me to be. Doesn't that feel good? It feels good because you know it's true. You know it's true. Beyond all the masks, beyond all the illusions, you know that it's true. Renee goes on to say this, experiencing vulnerability is not a choice. The only choice we have is how we're going to respond when we are confronted with uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Try to be immune to being vulnerable in your life, my friends. It can't be done. There are always going to be those moments when you're going to be forced into vulnerability. So the question becomes, how are you going to respond to it? And I share with you three points this morning that will help you in responding to those moments when you feel most vulnerable, most afraid, and most naked before the whole world. Here it is. First of all, do not discount your divinity. You are made in the image and the likeness of the Almighty, which is orchestrating activity throughout an entire cosmos. Believe in that and give it a little credit. You didn't make yourself, though you may have tried to make yourself, God made you. So stand in that certainty. Don't discount your divinity. Declare your divinity. You're going to be walking around town all week going, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And everybody's going to think you've gone bonkers. But the reality is you have finally become a little bit more sane because you've remembered who you are and you've given up the insane ideas in which you once believed. Next, don't define your delusion articulate your awesomeness. Happy, healthy, whole, and free, just as God created me. Happy, healthy, whole, and free, just as God created me. Articulate your awesomeness. And finally, don't protect the projection that you're throwing out there that's based on erroneous ideas and belief. Expose yourself. Did he just say expose yourself? <laughs> expose your authenticity. Don't be afraid to be the only you on the planet. You're unique. Your 
a totally original expression of the divine. I don't care what anybody has ever told you. You are in this room this morning to hear correctly. And this isn't me talking to you. This is you reminding yourself. You are the greatness. You are the grandness. You are the beauty. You are the splendor of everything you can possibly imagine and a lot, lot more. God bless you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. And I love you for being in this room every Sunday to remember who you are, to wake up and remember. As we prepare for our prosperity opportunity and as our ushers come forward, I want to remind you again, Friday night, all these amazing souls, along with Nicole Henry, uh, a concert to bring um, unity to our souls. That concert will be benefiting hurricane relief efforts at Unity of Houston, North Houston, Key West, Florida, and Puerto Rico. So please join us as together we stand as community in support of all those who are in need at this time. Well, the past few weeks for me have been a real adventure, and for you as well, I know. Our lives have all been impacted by what we experienced Mother Nature showing us. Gift though it may be, we have held you all in prayer. We have held the high watch and we continue to hold the high watch for your loved ones, especially those of you that may have family and friends in Puerto Rico or in the Caribbean and you haven't heard from them. Let us know we're here to pray with you. We have been here praying and we continue to pray. Come down after the service and talk with the prayer chaplain and spend a few moments in prayer for your loved ones. Take a moment to fill their names out on a prayer intention form in the foyer and drop it into the prayer box. We are above everything else here to pray. I also remind you that we have the Silent Unity International prayer line. You can call them anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and there will be someone on the other end of the line to pray with you in any moment of need. The number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY, N-O-W-P-R-A-Y. We are doing everything we can here to support our friends. We're having a drive in the foyer for the next two weeks, this morning, three weeks, um, to send goods. So if you, uh, if you have the opportunity, pick something up and bring it in. We'll make sure it gets to the people that need it. Um, also want, to know, uh, want you to know that as we give, and that's our first and foremost priority, as we give, we are also willing to receive. For Irma had her impact on us. We were unable to conduct four services here. We had flood and wind damage to our roof, our basement, our courtyard, our fences, a number of light fixtures and landscaping. Our main air conditioner in the sanctuary, you may notice this morning, is still not functional because of flood damage. We do thank God for whoever designed our, our building here. We have two units, so the smaller of the two is bringing what cool air we are enjoying here, and I'm deeply grateful for that. I'm also very uh, grateful for a number of Unity ministries and ministers who have committed their congregations to providing funds for us at this time. Our goal is $25,000, and just this morning I received an email from a Unity minister in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He had contacted me last week to let me know that his board of trustees was committing uh, their tithe of $1,200 to Unity on the Bay. I learned this morning, this is even more impactful for me, I learned this morning 
that once that was announced to their congregation, the congregation themselves took it upon themselves to match through their own individual donations that 1200 thereby sending some $2,500 to Unity on the Bay from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Isn't that just beautiful? So that is... Uh, Heartwarming to me, just absolutely heartwarming. There are ways that you can support Unity on the Bay right now, one of which has already been mentioned this morning through uh, sponsorships in our gala. If that interests you, please let Hamara know in the foyer this morning at the big red table with the Love Gala logo on it. She'd be happy to help you with that. And also, your one-time gifts, large or small, are deeply, deeply appreciated as together we continue through whatever storms life may bring, moving forward in faith. I invite you to take your offering in your hand. Remember, you have the power to bless, and let us affirm together our offertory statement. Divine love that I am blesses all that I give and all that I receive. Thank you, God. I want to see everybody here Friday night, 7.30. Music for the soul. this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.